stop beating your gums and sound the attack. All right. Hello, 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 and welcome everyone to another episode of the We Got The Chocolates podcast. We join you for episode 44 here. It'll be another interview, but first of all, welcome Mitch, welcome Haz. How are you guys? Good, thanks, Lee. Good to be here again. Hi, everyone. Also good. Thank you, Lethal. Hey, everyone. How are we? Pretty stock standard. We could almost pre-record that part, to be honest. It's a pretty stock standard answer from you, Skinner. Yeah, good point. Doesn't change, man. All right. Well, welcome to the song for this week, guys. Here we go. Oh, jeez. And we're kicking. Yeah, I could get around that. It's gonna, you've got around every song for the last four weeks. Well, uh, no. Probably, <laughs> no, probably no, suits no. Our, our topic, our guest we've got on t- today. You're right, Courtney Hill, I bit didn't of a even do girl. that on purpose, but that's country brilliant. Girl, there's a bit of country tone in that music, so. Yeah, well played, Haz. That is brilliant, Haz. Um, you're exactly right, Haz. Well, I won't let this, uh, this song play for too long because basically uh, we do have an interview lined up for you this week. Uh, and it is going to be none other than a dual professional athlete. Probably the first we've had. I mean, has your cricket and surfing. Yeah. Does that count? Dual wannabe athlete. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, uh, but this is definitely the first, uh, I would say, dual athlete that we have had. Um, and her name is Courtney Hill. Anderson gets it away to Courtney Hill. Has she got the pace to outstrip the cover? Yes, she has. She ghosts her way through. And scores a huge try. Credit for the initial break. Courtney Hill finishes it off. We were waiting for a game breaker. And there it was. There you go. A bit of hype building there. Uh, but basically, guys, uh, as we alluded to, she has played two sports. She came from Cricket House, which I guess is where you originally had the pleasure of meeting her. Um, That's correct. Yeah, two of my favourite sports, cricket and, and then into rugby league. So right. stoked to talk to her today. And, uh, and yeah, I do have a few contacts that, uh, that I know that are good friends of, of hers, so there might be a few stitch-ups in there, so I uh, look forward to those ones. Outstanding. And it's just a great story, really, like the fact that she went from cricket, probably without the intention. I mean, she was going over there and actually cricket coaching, uh, and then the way that she's transformed into being a very, very good rugby league player, as you will hear about, is quite impressive. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's easy listening, but there are a couple of things that we need to bonify you of before we get into that. Um, we'll probably do that before and after the episode, uh, but there's plenty going on at the moment. We've obviously got the Tote 11. Mitch, can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, I can. Yeah, sure. Basically, we found out that Haz is very tight with his money and a few other people uh, also came forward, so we've started to sort of build a team of the tightest of all time. That's right. uh, so we've had a few nominations coming in on our website. You can, you can drop a little audio recording. Uh, to stitch up any of you mates so please do that and continue to fill the team outstanding um the other thing that we've actually had just as a showcase of has tightness has can you tell us what you had for dinner this evening oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, look i was in a bit of a rush i was i was actually going to buy dinner but you guys weren't going to be home on time so i uh, <laughs> raced home looked in the fridge see what was there and uh, ended up having half a steak a uh, chicken leg and eight pikelets with strawberry jam on them. So. <laughs> eight pikelets with <laughs> strawberry jam. <laughs> that is perfect. Well, has the only thing that probably would have washed that down slightly better is obviously a alchemy cordial smoothie. I think would have uh, gone quite well yeah, with that. Yeah, you're right. You know, I, I probably would have, but I, I reckon I'd run out of most of my alchemy products. I've That's how much you've been oh, using them. I've used so much of them, so I, I, I know we're to, having a similar I'll issue you over here. And, uh, buy a few myself or convince Malcolm to give me a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Guys, uh, and the other notice that, uh, Mitch, I probably should have actually gone to you for because it's more your area of expertise is we do still have some merchandise available. We do, yeah. yeah. We've, 
we've been selling out of a few things reasonably well, which is exciting. Um, hoodies, yeah, cold snap helped us. Yeah, mainly the hoodies have, have been been going pretty quickly, so that's that's nice. Um, but yeah, there's a few left, so jump on. There's plenty of t-shirts left, so feel free to get into those if you wouldn't mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, most certainly. That's perfect. Uh, and guys, I guess obviously it is a pre-recorded episode. Courtney usually lives in England. Uh, she was back in Australia and probably still is back in Australia, but certainly we thought that it was best to catch up with her right at this time because as you'll hear, um, coronavirus pandemic, I guess, is keeping everyone uh, stuck inside. She needed something to do, so she was kind enough to have a chat to us. No one else has anything to say, obviously, so... No, let's, uh, let's dive into it, <laughs> this, this is how it goes. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is a serious guest we've got lined up for you here. Most people probably struggle enough playing one sport, or particularly that is the case for me, but uh, we have someone here, Haz and Mitch, who uh, played for the Queensland Fire as a professional cricketer from 2009 to 2014, and then the Brisbane Heat in the WBBL from 2015 to 2017. Then there was a change of sports to play rugby league uh, where she has uh, debuted at Scrum Half for the Leeds Rhinos in 2018 in the Women's Super League in England. Uh, the following year she was captain of the team and was named Woman of Steel as the best player in the competition. Is that award? Uh, she is not faded in at the moment, but hopefully she can hear us. Courtney, have we got you there? Yep, gotcha. Loud and clear, boys. This is is Courtney Hill, everyone, uh, is the person that we are very, very fortunate enough to be speaking to today. How are you, Courtney? Yeah, good. Thanks, fellas. Really good. Excellent news. This is Lee. Um, I do probably too much of the talking, some would argue, but I'll introduce you to everyone else as well. Uh, Obviously, you know Sam quite well. He he will speak now. Hey, Courtney. (laughs) Hello, Sammy. (laughs) How you going? And, uh, and also Mitch is here as well, aren't you, Mitch? I am, yep. Although I do the op- I'm do, i at the opposite end of the spectrum. I probably do very little talking, so I'll get some words in now and that'll do me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Um, now, Courtney, we should probably start by saying, obviously, this is uh, quite an interesting time that we're speaking to you in, in terms of there hasn't been a great deal going on. Where are you located at the moment? Because we've read out in your bio there that you've spent some time in Australia and England. Where are you at right now? Right now, I'm actually laying in my bed with the doona over me because oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm a palm. I shouldn't be this cold, but I'm freezing tonight. Um, <laughs> but I'm on the Sunshine Coast. I shouldn't say that I'm stuck in Australia um, <laughs> because stuck is a, a terrible word to use when you're, you're out here in beautiful sunshine. Um, but, yeah, currently on the Sunshine Coast, can't get home, back home, I call it home, to England. Um, just with all this COVID, obviously. Um, yeah, so interesting times for everybody. Um, just means that I get a little bit more time out here in in the in God's country. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, we might just delve into that uh, that background of sort of how you got to be in England uh, throughout the interview, but we might start right at the very beginning, Hamage. Uh, yeah, sure. So, Courtney, you were, you were born in Maryborough, I believe, and raised in Rockhampton. Um, oh, don't tell too many people. Okay. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good research straight away, straight uh, out of the board. Yeah. And then, so then you, you made your, your debut in cricket for the Queensland Fire in 2009. Um, and I did some did some phenomenal research on your Wikipedia page, and you moved to the sunny coast in 2011 to pursue to pursue your cricketing career. Is that is that right? So you've you've moved here two years after making your Queensland debut. How did that work? In? Yeah, you pretty much nailed that, actually. Right. Um, it yeah, so I was in Rockhampton for yeah. quite a few years um, after I went to boarding school, so I was up there for boarding school. Um, spent a couple of years teaching and 
And I tried to do the, I suppose, fly in, fly out um, from Rockhampton every weekend, you know, across WNCL matches and, and a few club games. And it was it was tough. Like, mm. it's tough enough as a, you know, holding down a full-time job and then trying to be an athlete on top, top of it. But with the additional flights and stuff, um, yeah, I guess came a time where I had to um, – you know, to to delve into it that bit more and, and really fully commit and to the squad and what have you. So, yeah, um, I wasn't real keen on coming to Brisbane, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, right. I'm a bit of a bush kid at heart. So I said, look, I'll come a bit closer. I'll come to the sunny coast and I'll just travel down. So um, bush kid didn't want to do the big smoke. Yeah, right. Um, and look, to be honest, it was probably the best decision I made. I love the Sunshine Coast. Who can... Really complain with it up here. So, yeah, that's very yeah, fair. that's sort of how it all started. Yeah, no, very fair. And then, so you you've obviously lived in the Sunshine Coast, and then and then moved over to England as well. How, what, where, where have you been living over there? Like, do you still consider yourself a, a bush kid, or, or have you, <laughs> it's not too much bush in England? Yeah, I think a bush kid's always a bush kid. Really. Okay. Um, you can tell in my accent, can't you? I certainly haven't picked up the, an English proper accent. No, there's right. no twang um, at all. <laughs> thank God. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, I've found myself in the north of England, up in Leeds. Um, absolutely love it there. Apart from the weather, everything else is absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, there's yeah a few, it's, um, it's, it's been a pretty cool journey over there. There's a few guys in the Queensland Bulls, the, the male team there, who are probably fake country. They they call themselves country, but they're, they're really not. But I can definitely tell you are. So um, <laughs> so that's, that's good. I know. People, even Aussies say to me, what's your accent? And I say, <laughs> oh, don't worry about it. I'm just from the bush. It's fine. <laughs> um, but how do, how do you go about pushing your case for selection if you live in regional Queensland? And what about the training? What is it, how do, they, mm. do you have to Skype in to Zoom call for training? For my rugby back in Leeds. Oh, well, we were more leading towards the cricket yeah. uh, early on. Like when oh, you the live, cricket. Yeah. Sorry. Well, obviously, geez, we're talking a while back then. Zoom <laughs> around then. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah look, I mean, cricket-wise... Um, when I was at boarding school, I suppose I played underage and and what have you. And during that time, we were blessed with some really good um, regional cricket managers at the time who looked after me, you know, in, in central Queensland area, which, geez, forever grateful for those guys. Um, yeah, and, and I suppose it was, it was sort of tapping into them as sort of, you know, remote coaches. Um, and then obviously their communication with the head coaches at the fire and, you know, it was a, it would have been a, a bit of a tough gig for them, but they made it happen for me, which um, which was brilliant. But obviously, it never replicates. You know, you can do all all the training you like, and I suppose cricket's a great game for that. It's so individual within a team, but there's just so much you miss out on as a squad. Um, and it's it's not so much the skills, but it's you know that connection with with your teammates that you know was fantastic made the move and, and never looked back yeah absolutely that's fair and uh we i've, I've talked talk to a few of your former teammates there with the with the queensland fire and brisbane heat and tried to ask them what what we, i could ask you about from highlights from your career and uh <laughs> the, the one that came up was we've been asked to you know get get you to talk about the confetti at the wacker on the day you were playing for <laughs> queensland when they won their first t20 title oh look <laughs> All I wanted was confetti, and <laughs> geez, it was it was Queensland's first ever, you know, women's first ever title. 
Um, and they did this big presentation with no confetti, so they can stick the trophy. I just wanted some confetti. <laughs> um, so at the end of the night, I think, um, you know, the fellas played after us. They got all the confetti, so we stole pockets and pockets full of that. <laughs> um, so which I actually still have a piece in my wallet today. Uh, so a pretty special moment. Um, and for some reason, I just, oh, I've got that one little bit of confetti. So every time I open my open my wallet and, and go to look for some loose coins, you know, it's a, it's a lovely little reminder of, you know, um, an incredibly special day and, yeah, a bit a bit of fun to go with it. I could tell you some more stories, but I won't. <laughs> um, yeah, no, <laughs> I won't throw Gemma Barzi in the deep end there. Oh, jeez. We've already had her on the podcast, too. She didn't mention herself as sort of a sidekick for any sort of confetti stealing. No, nah, she wasn't a confetti stealer, but I tell you what, she um she had a few beverages that evening, old Gemma. <laughs> she enjoyed that win. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I've actually done the confetti stealing from the Taylor Swift concert as well. I've still got uh, yeah. one of those pieces in my wallet. I'm sure that was <laughs> just as oh, memorable. Oh, Lord, have we just got a self-confessed male Taylor Swift addict? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've gone a little bit off her recently, like with the, the sort of last couple of albums. Um, but prior to that, I was pretty dedicated listener for a while. <laughs> so speak, speak now to her. I've still got that confetti somewhere. Very proud of you, Lethal. Yeah. So very is it, good. Yeah. Also, oh, look, we're all a little closet Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, right. It's very catchy tunes. It's, mm. Did you uh, did you take any confetti from your grand final win over in England then when you were playing rugby? I know we're going to probably talk about it later, but things that were on the on the uh, topic. Did you have confetti in your wallet from, from the wins over there as well? No, I didn't. And you know what? I probably should have. Um, just to add add to the, um, to the little bits of, of memorabilia I've got in confetti, but no, I didn't. I wish you could just go back, but never mind. Well, um, you wanted to be too full by the end of your life. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> full of confetti. I prefer it was full of money, but anyway. <laughs> it might be hard to um, distinguish between the different types of confetti too. Would there be ways of telling them apart? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that would be challenging. Colors. I don't know, but um, <laughs> yeah, look, no confetti. Just I guess that means you got to win another one, and I'll grab a handful then. <laughs> We might go on with your rugby league then, hey, Huss? Yeah, yeah. So in 2018, you decided to move to England and, and join your partner there. Uh, this is where things get interesting because I, I don't want to ask really too many closed questions here because I think everyone just needs to know how you found yourself playing for Leeds Rhinos as a professional rugby league player not long after playing cricket here in Australia. Yeah, I suppose um, when I first went to England, uh, which was 2017, I took um, six months off work to go and spend some time over there and I'd had a couple of ankle surgeries uh, from, you know, cricket injuries and what have you and I went over to England obviously to spend time with my partner but in search of, you know, the the summer cricket over there uh, because I'd missed so much during our summer. Um, and during that time I, I encountered the dramas of visas holy hell what a nightmare that is. so they've, they've said basically you can't play cricket here so going back to live full time in 2018 I thought well right I can't play I'm not allowed to play cricket I couldn't even play G grade local muck around cricket which was interesting yeah. um, so I and I'd finished my cricket here and I thought what the hell am I going to do this is is a disaster really like I'm going to be a nut job like I already am a bit of a nut case but like I'm literally going to go mental if I don't have sport if I don't have all these things 
you may as well put me in rehab now. So I went in search of, well, what can I do? And I'd seen on social media that the rhinos were running um, some trials because they they had started a new women's team in the competition. Um, so I, I looked at it and I just thought, well, hey, I played with a touch 40 and I used to play like rug, rugby league as a as a kid, not since I was 12. So you're talking almost two decades. But I thought, you know what? Cricket was so, I shouldn't say restrictive, but when you're a professional athlete, you're tied down to that sport and that sport only. And yeah. I thought, hey, silver linings here. I can I can try this again. Um, so why not? So got a um, a phone number of the captain there at the time and just said, hey, I'm I'm an Aussie coming over to live. I haven't got much experience in rugby. I used to play cricket and stuff, but I've missed trials. Any chance I can get, you know, come in late and have a bit of a trial. So they said yes, went on in, and, yeah, the rest is history, I suppose. How good's that? And, and then, you know, seven tries and 65 goals in your first year, I believe, after not playing the first game of the year. So that's uh, that's pretty impressive. Like, how do you how do you turn into the team's first choice goal kicker so quickly? Because yeah, none of the things that you've mentioned would indicate that you were just destined to be a goal kicker. But you played touch <laughs> footy where you're not able to kick. And then the only thing I kicked at cricket was a lot of toys. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> kick the toys out of the court. Did you get a bit gi- of a tantrum? But do you ever get given LBW a few times? Like, so, no, right. they they never touched the pad. Just went straight through, took the bales out. Don't worry about LBW. Well, how the um, heck did the kicking come into it? Then? Well, look, it was literally in my first game, um, and I don't know why. I, I can't really remember, but our our goal kicker said she just kind of, you know, I went up and um, we were celebrating the try, and she said, "Can you kick?" And I said, "Oh." I've seen it done on the telly. <laughs> I'll give it a go. And she was like, here, you you take it. I don't know why if she was injured or something at the time, but I said, righto, I'll, I'll do it. And from there on in, I just, yeah, I somehow just took the reins. And to be honest, I think um, I love goal kicking. I, I love that. Maybe from a cricket background where everything is such an individual skill and what have you. It's really the only individual moment in a rugby league game. And I love that that little bit of extra pressure is on you and and solely you for that little bit of time and and for that moment. So, yeah, I loved it. I love love the pressure of it. And um, to be fair, I trained pretty hard for it. So I've I've turned into a bit of a goal-kicking nerd. I I picked the brains of, of one of our... Um, England greats in Kevin Sinfield. Oh yeah, um, yeah, he's sort of my kicking coach, um, and he's he's very generous with his time and helping me. So Kevin and I get real nerdy together <laughs> talking goal kicking. <laughs> well, Courtney, I actually uh, I used to um, goal kick as well in a very good standard of rugby league. <laughs> so it's like, and we're talking like under seventeens, probably did four or five. Um, very impressive and I got real particular about the kicking tee that I use like when yeah. it's Mitch here actually used to run the kicking tee to me when we would play yeah. and a couple of times he ran me like this plastic clear one that stunk and I could have sworn that I like it it was all to do with the kicking tee do you have like a magic kicking tee or one that you're I very do. dedicated and to I even I, I do yeah, I don't know what it is get a little bit um, OCD over these things I know what you're talking about um, yeah, it's it's 
I've even got my kicking tea out here in Oz with me. So everywhere I go, I've got my kicking tea with me. Um, and I have, I, we have a backup one in England, but I've got this, it's my old one. It's the original and God save me the day I lose it. Um, but yeah, I, ca- I carry it around with me wherever I go. That's elite. Yeah, right. And Courtney, so you've only played a couple of seasons over there, but we've already alluded to that you've already ticked a, uh, a grand final win off the bucket list. That so must have been a pretty special moment, I'd assume. Yeah, well, um, probably even more so because in the first year we'd, we'd won the League Leaders' Shield and then the Challenge Cup, but we we literally we lost by two points in 2018 to Wigan with about... Oh, 40 seconds to go. We gave away a penalty right in front of the stick. Oh, no. So right. that would have been, you know, the the clean sweep of all three trophies. So we're pretty hungry. And, and I suppose that's the big one, um, isn't it? The grand final yeah. winners. And, um, yeah, so we went after it pretty hard last year. Unfortunately, we, we missed the league leaders, but we got two out of three again. Here's hoping, well, this year was meant to be, you know, we were chasing the treble this year, but, Unfortunately, COVID's won all of them at the minute. Yeah, um, right. yeah. Yeah, so we'll just have to wait by our time and try and get another grand final win. But they're very special, aren't they? I don't think it matters. Like you were saying before, under 17, Div 4. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you're playing, you know, NRL, if you're playing Div 4, of grand final win is a grand final win. Yeah, like, no, that's true. And yeah, it's it, it, extremely special and, um, yeah, nobody gives a rat what division it is as long as you're holding a shield. No, that's um, exactly right. And if you, like, go out afterwards, like when, on, when I've been fortunate enough to win premierships, if you go out afterwards and you're wearing a medallion, no one actually even checks, like, <laughs> where it was from. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have a clue if, like, you suck. They're just like, oh, sweet, they won grand finals. That's that's awesome. Maybe maybe that's what we need to do once this COVID's all done, sort of scatter through our, our childhood trophy boxes and just put medals on and go celebrate. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, exactly. People appreciate it. It gets them up and about, I reckon. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That might be a plan, fellas. So, Courtney, when was this this season, when was that meant to go? That, that for if you were obviously able to get back to the UK before... Uh, the global pandemic. What was the plan for the season? How long is it meant to go for? It was going to start in April, I understand. Yeah, end of March. So the the last weekend in March, it was meant to start the twenty ninth. That's been and gone. Yeah. Um, and we sort of like we play through the summer over there. If it was winter, I just simply wouldn't play. Too cold for me. Yep, absolutely. You'd, um, you'd have to get a puffer jacket and paint the number seven on the back because I'd, <laughs> I'd struggle. Hey, I'm a Queenslander. So, yeah, we sort of, we, we play summer comp, comp, so that runs from sort of end of March through to mid-October. Um, yeah, so unfortunately at the minute as it stands, um, you know, the, the RFL and the Super League over there are putting plan B, C, D together and what they may look like, but obviously it's similar to here where government are controlling everything and Unfortunately, contact sport, you know, was probably a little bit, bit of a way behind, and and particularly the women's game. You know, our men's NRL are leading the way here, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. But they're full time athletes where they can quarantine and go into lockdown camps, etc. Yeah, that's right. There is no way that could happen in the women's game. 
when it's not fully professional. Yeah, um, so who knows? Like, I'm still training as if I'm going back to play, and yeah. you know, I, I'd be ready to go. Apart from you know the, the contact and what have you, um, ready to roll as as soon as I can get on the flight and, and the competition starts. But hey, oh, I don't know. I'm not going to hold my breath. Um, yeah. There's bigger things at play at the end of the Yeah, well, fair. That's true. Yeah, very fair. Um, and if if the English season doesn't, you know, get up and running or doesn't interfere with with the Australian comp, would you consider playing in the Australian competition if if that does happen at any time soon? Um, well, yeah, I, I suppose um, after my stint with the Roosters with the Nines early in the year, you know, it was it was an amazing experience. A fantastic club. Can't speak highly enough of them. Hey. Um, but obviously now that the NRLW is not going to go ahead. So as much as I was, you know, you know, looking looking forward to a potential opportunity with that, it, it's just not going to happen. Um, okay. And then next year, who knows? I don't even know. Like, I hope to play next year. I, I was even thinking this year could be my last. But now COVID struck, I'm thinking, hell no, I'm going again. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Can't finish on that, can you? No, definitely <laughs> not. No. How'd you, you go on that? I've got to keep chasing it. Yeah, fair. How'd you go in that uh, the nines format that you spoke about? How was it? Oh uh, yeah, it was. It was certainly fast. Um, it was over in the blink of an eye. Um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I suppose it's a bit more touch footy like. Um, so you would be in Yeah, it was. It was. It was good fun. Didn't get a, a lot of touches on the ball and, and, and time on the pitch but um, that's being the new kid in a new team and, and what have you And but look the girls um, the girls are brilliant um, obviously in their previous premierships they haven't done as well as they hoped but you know ultimately on that second day who did we beat the Dragons who went on to win it so you know some, some really good times for the Roosters moving forward I hope Something that probably seems a bit personal, but it's actually public knowledge because it's on your Brisbane Heat profile. It's still accessible online today. Is that you're a star karaoke singer? Is that right? I wouldn't say star. <laughs> Definitely not star. What um, would you say? Yeah, just karaoke sing. <laughs> just happy to give it a crack. Average, probably just like average to poor would be, you know, it would be a good title for me. Um, Any particular yeah, look, tracks that you that perform? Really well. Oh, what something like this? Yeah, Mary. I'd ha- I'd have to go through the penis. Who have you been talking to? <laughs> 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 no, nah, we. Um, I don't know. We. I'm always. I'm always singing on the pitch, off the pitch, wherever. Um, and I think um, it just turned into. You know, before we go out to play, we'd have a bit of a sing-along. Gracie Harris loved it. Um, and then we, we'd bring out the old classics like, like that one there or Proud Mary. Just yeah, heaps, okay. of, heaps of rubbish. Kept us entertained. People okay. like Gracie Harris and I have very short you know, attention spans. So you've got to keep us involved. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't have, um, I don't have a button for Proud Mary. I'm sorry. I couldn't. The only other, oh, the only other one I had um, that apparently I would have sung if it was Proud oh, Mary no, too. I would have sung. 
Apparently you did this one. Apparently you've got this one in your arsenal as well. Oh, I, I, I know who you've been talking to. You've been talking to Delissa Kimmon, and don't let her fool you. She knows every word as well. So. You have actually got that one spot on. Well, wow, that's impressive. Yeah, it's, uh, You're probably the first person no, that's actually. Today, you better. We better wish DK a, a happy birthday today. Is it really? Yeah. One today, the big girl. I yeah, saw it was. Yeah, oh, dear. Yeah. The, the, the happy oh. birthday. DK should be at home listening. Obviously, this is going to get this three weeks later. It'll be, it'll be a belated birthday yeah. for her when it comes out in a, another week. But yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Um, uh, yeah, apparently uh, you did mention it that you've you've been known to sing during an over while while bowling in a match between balls. Like, how does how does that come about in the cricket field? Um, well, look, I, I don't know when it was, but um, I sort of went through a period where I could bowl, I was bowling brilliantly in the net, and then I'd go out into the middle on game day and what have you, and and just royally stuff it up (laughs) (laughs) and it got to a point where I was like on a Tuesday Thursday Saturday when I'm at training it's fantastic how do I stuff it up so bad out here so my coach at the time Andy Richards said Corkers I want you to see a sports site and Sammy I don't know if you ever ran into um Phil (laughs) Jauncey yeah plenty of times yes yes yeah okay so Phil, my absolute saviour, an interesting <laughs> man, um, but just made sense to me. And it sort of came about where we were talking about, well, what what things are you doing at training? Well, you know, I take the piss out of people, I tell jokes, I run about, <laughs> I sing. You know, it was it was saying, what luck? What do you do between balls? And and all these things I was doing. And he said, well, what are you doing out on the pitch? And I said, oh, I bowl and I talked to Jacko about fields and da da da. He said, so you're not running about, you're not taking the piss out of anybody, you're not playing jokes and you're not singing. And I said, no. So he said, well, basically you've turned your computer off. So I went, fine. Are you telling me I can sing? He said, absolutely. <laughs> um, so it was kind of a way to relax me regardless of, you know, what happened the previous fall or whatever and allowed me to, I suppose, switch on, switch off because, as we know, cricket can be a pretty long, dull, boring game at times. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, so I used to sing, which um, the batters used to find interesting. The the umpires used to, yeah, sort of find very interesting, I suppose, and wonder why I did it. So there it is. That's why I, I can did it. Yeah, I can see the cogs ticking over in Haz's head here, Courtney. I reckon he, you've got him. You've got him solved. He'll be singing. <laughs> He'll be singing when he's walking out to bat next year, absolutely. Well, I don't sing, but yeah, I definitely literally out loud. I, I have I have a chance in my head. I always I always try and sing a song in my head between balls in the cricket field and it seems to relax me don't and switch do it in me your off. Head. No, get it out loud, Hal. We've heard there, yeah, Hal. we've heard your vocals on this podcast. You can sing. Yeah, you just, yeah. The people want it. Has have you got a particular tune or just anything that pops Especially in there? Especially with day? stump mic yeah. now. Hey, you never know where this post cricket career could go. That's exactly right. You would literally be on Australian Art while that show stopped twelve years ago. But um, what's the next singing? <laughs> what if it's a singing show now? X Factor, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, I definitely know. don't have that. <laughs> so, someone will pick you up, has honestly. You've got the confidence. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's the way it's forward not- for you. If not, Sammy, we'll just go do karaoke duet together. That'll be fine. Yeah, I'm keen. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, you're doing, I want to see you doing that Tommy Cat one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Good old John Williamson. 
And Courtney, speaking of those couple of songs that we played, what what is sort of your go-to genre in between balls? Are you sort of a, a country music fan? I take it. Or? Well, to be honest, um, I'm just a little bit old school. I think I was born twenty years too late. Honestly, right. Um, I just like old sing-alongs. So, Proud Mary is an is an absolute go-to in between balls. Okay. Um, build me up by the cup. Yep. It could be ABBA, it could be the Beatles, it could be Crowded House. Crowded House was always a good choice. Okay. Um, just anything. I'm yeah. Uh, just anything, literally, that will get others involved as well. The more people, so we we named ourselves the Fire Choir there for a while. <laughs> okay. Um, right. uh, yeah. So. Yeah, just a good thing along. Nothing, nothing beats it, does it? Yeah, no, that's good. Because I, I was going to say, country music I've found can be a little bit polarising. I know we've got like Manus and Jimmy Pearce and are massive fans of of country music around our club, and I certainly can't say I'm getting involved in too many of their sing-alongs. <laughs> oh, come on! Once you get bitten by the bug, you won't go back. Yeah. A little bit of country with DK, obviously being a Warwick girl, um, we'd always be singing a bit of country, a bit okay. of Garth Brooks. Mitch is more likely to um, rap an Eminem verse at rapid speed when he walks out oh, yeah. about though. That's the only problem there. <laughs> yeah, slightly yeah, different de- genre. There was definitely no Eminem thrown there. <laughs> um, cool. Another thing uh, while we were doing some research here that I found is that you actually didn't just go straight from cricket to rugby league. Uh, you actually included sprinting in there as well. I think 2014 was the year that you, you decided that you might take up sprinting as well. Oh, look, I dabbled in it. I wouldn't say I talk it up. I, I dabbled in it. So um, it was a, a teacher at school, actually. He um, he ran a sprint group up here on the Sunshine Coast. And um, I found that during the week, you know, obviously I'd go down for squad sessions, but I, I'd i never got down to do, you know, gym. I still did gym and my running sessions by myself up here on the coast. And I'm a bit of a... Um, you know, a bit of a social butterfly, and boy, I enjoy that. So to train on my own was boring and, and hated it. So I reached out to him and said, hey, you've got a, a sprint squad. Can I come and join you? Um, so he said, yep, come on down. They ended up, you know, doing um, surf life-saving and teach sprints and, and what have you along with it, oh, which was pretty cool. But he said to me, right, you're going to have to come down to the track whatever nights, Monday, Wednesdays. Sweet, no worries, I'll be there. He said, you're going to need some shoes. And I said, shoes? Like, I'm a bush kid. We don't wear, like, I've never worn shoes to sprint in. Come on now. You go faster so said, barefoot, don't you? Well, I reckon. Aerodynamics. Who knows? But he said, you're going to need some spikes. I said, I've never worn spikes in life. So off I went, went into Amart and um, found found a pair on, on the on the sale rack. They were like cheap as chips. I'll make they were down for 30 bucks. He said, I'll give them to you for 10. So $5 a shoe and I was away. It was brilliant. $5 a shoe. Um, Probably not just going to get one. Though. I was actually cleaning up. I, let, I dumped all my stuff at my, my parents actually when I went to the UK and they were in there the other day. So I've had them out these last few weeks down at the uni track. So for $5 a shoe, I think I've got pretty good wear out of them. Um, tired ass I am. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I dabbled in it. Um had a couple of races and managed to win one, which was pretty awesome. Oh, uh, good. You yeah, actually, it was, it was. You genuinely won a race. With oh, it was like a, a gift race. Um, 
Okay. Yeah, took the cash on the day, which was cool. It was a, <laughs> oh, okay. You should have turned that experience. into a full-time job. Yeah. Nah, I, look, I think my sprinting days are over. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, got to race that and went down to the store gift, which was awesome. Did, like, didn't didn't get through to any of the finals or anything, but i tell you what, that's an amazing event. You know, we talk about all these incredible sports events in Australia and, you know, playing cricket at the Gabba or... Um, or at the Wacker, or you know, footy at the MCG, all these things. I don't think you can rule out a stall Easter at the stall gift. Um, really? That was that was awesome. Well, Hazards have been telling us. Well, we've heard a lot how fast he is. That he's the most rapid person in the Queensland cricket squad. I so I've told you that. I think you've seen me on <laughs> no, the no. field. But oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, no, he tells me because like his GPS, he'll come up with his GPS data and go, "Oh, my average top speed, blah 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 blah." So I've got all this data to go off. But I reckon we're just going. I want to see you in an actual race, Haz. I reckon we're sending you Let's to that. Let's just have an out and out race. Yeah. Oh, no data. Nah, no data. No GPS involved. I just want to see you straight out of the blocks and see how you go. I saw you score a runaway right. try over for, over there for Leeds. I don't think I've got you covered. I think you you've got me there. <laughs> oh look, look, we'll have to make it a bit longer. I'm shocking over the first ten or twenty, but when I'm up and going, on, you know that's that's a bit better for me. So I'll meet you at eighty meters. How's that? Perfect. I'll like call it. to this. This will be good. I'm happy. A bit, a bit longer than a boundary, so I'll, I'll push him out of his debt. Mm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like that's right. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we've said a few different things you've been good at now. Your cricket and your rugby league, your singing, your sprinting. The list is growing. <laughs> <laughs> Please uh, remove that off the list. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are we removing? The singing. <laughs> What's uh? What's Definitely. something? Sorry, what's something you just haven't been able to master yet? Tennis. Oh, okay. <laughs> Boom, yeah, tennis. I would yeah, be really good book. at tennis if it wasn't for the net. I'd be an absolute <laughs> weapon. Yeah, it's a pretty okay. big part um, of the game. But yeah. perhaps I should have um, taken a few more lessons off Barty when she was at the heat. But yeah, tennis. I just, I just want to belt everything, and it's, it's certainly not about that, is it? Really? Um, it's annoying, isn't it? You should speak yeah. to Mitch about tennis if you think you're bad. Yeah. Like, we had we had 15 minutes worth of hitting the other day where Mitch could not get. You know how people like when they're trying to rally, they'll just drop the ball and underarm it over the net. Mitch can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I hit eight of those in a row into the net, just little underarms. Yeah. So. He'd be oh, really good at. Alone, he'd be really good at tennis if it wasn't for the net and also the side fence yeah, and the, the back line. Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah. was chasing a few I tennis balls you. down the street as well. That was yeah. that was a good day. Maybe yeah. we'd be a good match. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll, I'll race Sammy in the 80, then yeah. we'll challenge you in tennis. And what then, are you going to offer, Lee? I must be left with the karaoke box. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I'll, and I'll be going straight to Enrique Ice Glaciers, Can't Escape My Love. Oh, great song choice. Yeah. Uh, it's probably, great song choice. Probably a good chance now. You alluded to it before, but to bring up your, your batting stats in the WBBL. So, uh, I've done <laughs> <laughs> So is this what you actually were expecting her to say? <laughs> well, I was expecting her to say batting maybe, but, uh, but we'll go with tennis. But, but the, the, the stats read uh, five innings, a high score of two, an average of one, and uh, you scored four runs off eleven balls faced. So, um, and, and a team, a teammate of yours said that your batting technique would fit in well with a stick cricket game. It's just the same teammate. Stick cricket. Who has Honestly, I was pigeonholed all my life. I was pigeonholed. Nah, it look like I said before. I was never a chance of LBW when it, you know. It hit nothing, just went straight through. Oh, you got a couple um, of runs like, there anyway. A bit like an Indian curry, really. Um, but 
never mind. They were the days. Um, that's not my job. That's what I keep telling them. It wasn't my job. My job is this. You guys deal with that. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of the yeah. bowlers in my team certainly complain that the batsmen don't do their job and yeah, they end up having to do that as well. Exactly. That's a classic complaint. <laughs> but you didn't we're, have We're enough, the hardest so. working of the cricketers, then we're expected to go out under the most pressure and win them games. This is the most ridiculous <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Hey, you said you like the pressure and kicking goals, you know. I actually, yeah. to be honest, I actually love that now. Um, and if I could could rewind, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd actually take it a little more seriously a lot earlier. Um, any chance I get, I'm, um, I'm hitting cricket balls now, you know. Coaching over in England at the end of the session, I'm always saying to the girls, right, swing me down a, few, a bucket of balls or, um, you know, coaching Lauren at the minute. It's, it's our rule that if I'm going to throw 100 balls, I need to get some in return. So never right. mind. I'm not retired. Maybe I'll bring that out again one day. Courtney, who are you? I'm just going to understand that. Are you actually coaching like properly in England, or just? Yeah, yeah. So that's what I do for work. Obviously, not at the minute with no cricket on. But yeah, yeah when I moved to England, I thought, well, if I can't play, let's coach. So you, um, you're not allowed to play at all, but you definitely were allowed to coach. It's strange yeah. rules, hey? <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I, uh, it it still confuses me. Um, Never mind. It's nice to um, to give back to the game a little bit and and support the youngsters. So I'm yeah. loving it because I was, to be quite honest, I was getting a bit tired of of teaching. And I thought, you know what? Hey, if I'm going to shift country and shift everything and change everything in my life, well, I might as well change that too. So let's coach. Absolutely. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. You did have another handy skill on the cricket field, uh, which was annoying the opposition by whistling. Oh, of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> In between singing. Yeah, look, I think between Gemma Barsby and myself, we were probably together the most annoying people on the um, on the domestic scene for for <laughs> quite a long period there, actually. Um, and Gemma and I, I think we used to take a fair bit of pride in it. Actually, <laughs> um, wore it like a badge of honour, really. But yeah, used to used to whistle um, and have certainly gone under many skins um, doing that. But it, it, it was just a sort of, I think it was because I was bored, really, out on the boundary by myself and couldn't talk to anyone. Maybe they did that for a reason, I don't know, but um, they weren't going to escape me, that's for sure. So these whistling and singing skills, do they transfer across to rugby league or did <laughs> you not get as much well, of a chance there? Is, I can't, I can't whistle because I whistle through my teeth quite loud. Oh, the mouth guard. But with a gum shield, I can't. Yeah. Oh, so point. it takes away my greatest asset. <laughs> greatest um, asset. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, if I if I want to do that, I have to take the gum shield out, and there's no time for that. No. Um, and I certainly, oh, actually, I do sing occasionally um, if I'm I'm taking a goal kick or, or something. So okay. apart you... from that, don't have time. I'm too bu- I'm too busy blowing hard. I'm, <laughs> yeah. Um, do you kick with your gum with your gum shield? I've never called it a gum shield. <laughs> To kick with your mouth guard. Sorry, <laughs> what am I even talking? <laughs> okay, so I don't have an accent, but I'm talking like this. Is that what they call them? Gum shield. Yeah, gum shield. Oh, jeez. Gum shield. Sorry, I've never I'm heard speaking. that before. I just slapped myself down. <laughs> it felt really weird saying that. I didn't really know what I was even describing. But <laughs> does your yeah. mouth guard stay in when you kick for goal? Because I always tuck it no, in. No, I've got to take it out. Yeah, got to yeah. take it out. Yeah. You know, it, it's, I don't know. You know how um, I suppose everyone's got their own little routine, but it's definitely got to come out. Get rid of it. Give me a chance to have a bit of a drink, and off we go. 
Something else I'm sure you don't regret is uh, conning your Brisbane Heat teammates into dressing up and uh, filming a dance to the the Heat Is On song. Apparently you're pretty good at at convincing people to do weird things. I have this special power where I can just make people do dumb... Can I swear on you? I don't know. You'll leave it out. Dumb shit. I make people do dumb shit all the time. Um, I convince them somehow. I I don't know how. Um, But yeah, it was what was it, New Year's Eve, actually, down in um, Hobart, and we decided we'd have a Mexican night, and then it turned into, right, everyone has to arrive and have moustaches and hats and oh, made what's, what's stupid mushbash? videos. What's a moustache? Is that a moustache? Yeah. Oh, I've got one of them. <laughs> Not a good one. And a gum shield. <laughs> so, and a gum shield. But, um, yeah, look, I'm, I made them all do some silly things in my time. Um can I ask you this? You've spoken to Del- Delissa. I know that much. Who else have you spoken yeah. to? Because I could throw him in the deep end. Well, there's only uh, one of us that's spoken to anyone. <laughs> I had to point fingers around here, but I think you know exactly who that might be. Come, no, Sammy, no. who else have you? Who else? It was mostly just DK. I, I spoke uh, briefly to Kirby Short. She gave me a thing or two. Um, and, and Gemma as well. Oh, Gemma, what are that? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna name names here, but talking about my amazing powers, and you boys wanted some stories tonight. Here's oh, here's definitely. one of my best for you. Absolutely. So I can't remember what year it was. Maybe 2014, 2015, and it was the hottest day on record in Hobart. Do you remember when they had those terrible bush fires? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was you know December, January time, stinking hot. It was 42 degrees or something in Hobart so I wasn't overly well planned because every other time I'd been to Hobart that time of year it was still freezing yeah. so I'd pack jeans and jumpers and all sorts so we went out for dinner and we're walking home only in my jeans stinking hot ice cream is melting everywhere because we'd always go on the ice cream run and I jokingly said to the girls it is that hot I'm going to walk home in my jocks <laughs> so I don't know how it came about, but we're walking past Constitution Dock there. And I said, how good would that be if we called it Constitution Jock and we got a photo <laughs> of ourselves, you know, in our bonds on the, on the harbour? That would be pretty amazing. So somehow I got them back to the hotel, said, everyone, go and change your knickers into some good bonds undies because <laughs> we, we can't have the sweaty ones. We have to get new, fresh undies. <laughs> And we're going down to the dock and we went down this interesting little arm of the dock where nobody was. Um, I could name names, but I'm not going to. All I'm going to say is there was six of us and we decided, right, let's rip the jeans off and do a Bonds underwear shoot and we'll call it Constitution Jock. Um, <laughs> and we, we set the cameras up on timer and we did like the Toyota you know, oh, what a feel and jumps and everything. And, yeah, that that photo will be forever a classic. And I tell you, I convinced some very, how do I put this, very mature professional <laughs> adults into doing that. <laughs> I just love the fact that you got them to go home to get changed into undies <laughs> to then come back yeah. and get a photo. Yeah, and we it? all had to make sure we had different undies on, like, we couldn't have two in the same. Like if it's going to, and I said, if it's if Bonds use it for an advertisement one day, <laughs> you know, it's 
it's got to cover all all varieties of their undies. So hipsters, not sure if we had g strings. Now they divulging too much information, but nice. yeah, look, I, I'm not saying any names, but. Obviously, I was a part of it. <laughs> yeah, right. Sounds like you would be a great school teacher, then. You'd be able to convince the kids to do any amount of work and they'd, they'd just listen to you and do it by the sounds of it. Great I in wish. advertising as well. I, <laughs> <laughs> I wish. You, you've obviously never worked with 14-year-old boys and girls. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, um, correct. Yeah, no, the, the powers didn't extend that far, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, dear me. Um, that's, that's uh no, Mitch. I think you were going to ask the next question. I'm still rattled by this. Yeah, <laughs> this Constitution um, jock photo. I love yeah, it. if if you've got a link, we're just going to throw it out there to Bond. Yeah, you know the photo wasn't of great quality, but if they're willing to do it, where a do we research, find it? Can I'm we sure can we get, get it? Look, this is the thing. It's top secret. Oh <laughs> right, okay. We all sort of just... made a pact ish. I'll say ish because. Yeah. I'm talking about it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah if they, if Bonds want to do a reshoot, like in with a with a proper camera height, you know, HD kind of proper scenario, <laughs> yeah. where I reckon I could get a few um few good talks down to Constitution Jock Forum. Oh, unfortunately, we're not actually uh, we don't have a partnership at this stage with Bonds. We're actually just been <laughs> we've just been working with uh, Alchemy Cordials, unfortunately. Uh, so if you do want any sort of coffee syrups, we can help you out there. Uh, not so much with the underwear yet, but we'll keep working <laughs> on that. Oh, work look, on. I'm sure we could do something with. With <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could promote them with an underwear shoot as well. I'm sure that they would appreciate it. I can't imagine they could play. No. You could be drinking your alchemy cordials at the same time as, you know, being at the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, at yeah. the Constitution Jock. Constitution yeah. Jock featuring alchemy. Mm. It's pretty much Fantastic. runs itself. But Great yeah. promotion. But by the sounds of it, I think if anyone could talk Bonds into, into a photo shoot, it would be you. So. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. You, well, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it out to the universe anyway. So you can come back to me, Bonds. Yeah, see what happens. Does Pat Rafter still working for Bonds? We get him on the podcast and put it to him. Actually, he could be. He could be. Yeah, maybe. Leave that with us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very confident we can sort it out. Yeah. Um, and Courtney, I, I wanted to ask about your nickname because we, we I think we we tend to ask most guests if they've got any, any good nicknames for us and sort of the story behind them. And you, in, at least in cricketing circles, you go by Corker. Is that right? Where, can you tell us where that yeah. came from? Look, to be honest, I rarely go by Courtney. Um, okay. Everybody, everybody, like family, friends, etc., is just, um, just Corker. And my younger sister just couldn't pronounce Courtney as a kid and came up with Corker, and it's kind of just stuck. Um, Right. I've, yeah, I suppose it's not one of those nicknames you remember being called. It's just forever been that. So, um, yeah, it sits a bit more comfortably than Courtney. Like going over to England, everyone over there calls me Courtney mostly. Um, I don't really go around introducing myself as Corker, but um, <laughs> they've started to pick up on it now from like Insta. And my mum came over last year and was shouting, you know, Corkers and, and what have you, and referring to me as that. So, I think that will follow me forever, um, that nickname. But, hey, there's worse out there, I think. Yeah, and as a as a fast bowler, um, how many times did you hear, give her a Yorker, corker? Oh, don't have enough fingers and toes for that <laughs> one. Um, Classic banter. Yeah, 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 plenty of times. It, it's quite a nice little match, really, isn't it? Yeah, it actually works quite well. <laughs> Inspiring. Um, and, Courtney, we're pretty much uh, pretty much at the, at the end here, as you've said, with 
during the uh, wrapped up in the doona, so probably getting close to that time of the night. Um, but we were wondering, you've obviously given us one cracking story already, so would that be your go-to, do you reckon? If we were to put you on the spot and say, look, Courtney slash Chill slash Corker, we need you on a sports person's luncheon, we need you to entertain this crowd for half an hour, do you have other stories that you're going straight to that you just know are in the bank, or is the uh, the Constitution Jock one going to be at the top of the chain? Well, Constitution Jock is up there, definitely. <laughs> um, I've got plenty of others. Like, gee whiz, I can tell you about the time Beth Mooney and I ran across the tarmac to the wrong aircraft when we were leaving Canberra. Um, <laughs> That was an interesting one. We got so flustered and they called us over the loudspeaker. Um, Mooney and I were having a bit of a D&M before returning back to Brisbane. And, you know, it was Miss Courtney Hill and Miss Bethany Mooney, would you please go to gate whatever? And we pooped ourselves and it flew through the airport, um, flew through security, threw our backpacks on. We're still trying to zip them up and we're about to miss our flight and, I was in front of Mooney and I just went straight out the door. It was, you know how like you don't go down the tunnel, you go onto the tarmac and then up the stairs. Yeah. Yep. So I've come out the door and I just saw an aeroplane and I went, sweet, that's our plane. And I absolutely legged it for this plane. Mooney, being young and impressionable, just went, well, Corkers is running that way, I'll follow her. And you talk about my sprinting career, I don't think I've ever run faster than that day. And I was floating along and I got to the bottom of the stairs and, and I'm talking across the tarmac proper. <laughs> um, got to the bottom of the tarmac and this flight attendant ran at me and he's sort of gone, stop, 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 stop. And I said, I got to the bottom of the stairs huffing and puffing and I looked at him kind of laughing and he said, you're not getting on this aircraft. I said, yeah, I am. Like thinking he's joking. Yeah, I am actually. <sighs> Puff. <laughs> And he said, no, you're not. And he starts getting angry with me. And I held my ticket to his face. I said, yeah, mate, I am. I'm on this flight. He said, no, you're not. And then I hear Mooney screaming and I look back and there's these security guards chasing us (laughs) across the tarmac. And Mooney's yelling, corkers, corkers. We'd run, well, I say we. I had run to the wrong plane. (laughs) And about 100 100 metres the other way was our aircraft with the rest of our teammates, you know, on the on the stairs going up to get in and <laughs> and members of the public absolutely wetting themselves laughing. So I don't know what they thought was in my backpack, but I was running pretty far fast to a to the wrong plane. So I think they were a bit nervous at the time. Oh, but got so on and, and everyone everyone who was on board, you know, they were looking out the windows watching all this come over and go <laughs> yeah. down and we got the biggest cheer when we got on the plane, so at least we entertained them a little bit. For yeah, the that's right. It's a real, real tale of redemption finally getting on the plane there. <laughs> that's that's cool. Oh, never laughed so hard. Poor old Mooney. She, um, she said she'd never follow me again. Yeah, well, uh, Courtney, uh, or Corker, I should say. Um, it's more, more, more better for you there. Uh, Courtney's starting to sound really weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is. It's very formal, very official. I'm not in trouble, so don't <laughs> We are we're running a bit of a, a tote competition or segment at the moment, which is stands for tightest of all time. We're making a, a team of 11 people, but we're just getting nominations at the moment. Now, Gemma Barsby's already been nominated by by DK, actually, as well. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, do you have any nominations for our, our tote 11? Anyone who's a, who's a really tight 
tight with their money or fiscally yeah. responsible, as we like to say. Mm. Should also clarify all to three be of honest, us have been nominated. Yeah. I think it's a self nomination. Oh, really? I was going to suggest that after the $5 shoot. It's a self confession. Yeah. Uh, you know, I am told that I'm a bit of a tight ass. Like I said, $5 shoes that just keep on keep on giving those <laughs> those $5 per shoes. But honestly, I hate I hate parting with my money <laughs> massively. Perfect. I hate it. Even to the point, like, obviously, I'm over here for um, a couple of extra months longer than I thought. So I didn't pack any warm clothes and what have you. So I've gone over to Mooney yesterday. I'm scavenging all her... Cricket Australia and Brisbane Heat warm clothes to get me through because I'm not I'm not out I'm not paying any more money than I have to really. <laughs> it's just smart, isn't it? Uh, just that's smart. You gotta, you gotta so any down. any donations of warm clothes, send them up to Sunshine Coast. They're greatly appreciated. Mm, okay. um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a proper proper tight ass. Proper tight ass. That's awesome. And it works well in the north of England because they're all pretty well known for being being tied up yeah perfect that works very well that's the second self-nomination we've seen actually people are happy to dob themselves in for just being very responsible all three of us have definitely been nominated as well yeah. to be fair yeah. so we're a massive chance of being selected oh look i'm quite proud of it really um proper yeah Listen, Why not? We'll, we'll be the one with money in our bank later right. on down the track. It'll it'll come back in our favour. Well, we haven't had too many opening bowlers uh, nominated actually has, so no. that's probably a you know, we've got to pick a proper cricket side. I think you'll definitely be number 11. <laughs> yeah, stats. with your batting stats. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were also quite go miserly on, with those go stats. On, <laughs> yeah. I, th- I need another chance to improve those stats. I'm not happy with this. Yeah, no, that's right. We'll look for opportunities as well. We've got a bit of a checklist to get through. Bonds first, racing with Hads, uh, playing tennis with Mitch, and then karaoke with me. So there's plenty to come out of exactly. this interview. Exactly. We've got a to-do list, yeah. <laughs> we have. <laughs> so when we're allowed out of isolation and before you obviously return back to England, yeah. um, that, that'll it's be the on. things that we can do. <laughs> Righto. Awesome. <laughs> well, Gorga, we, uh, we appreciate your time so much. I think... Uh, yeah, I would speak on behalf of all of us. We've provided us with some great stories and, and some great insights as to uh, you know, a really classic code hopper story that we see quite often of people jumping straight from cricket to rugby league. No, no worries, boys. It was it was nice to chat. Like I said, it's um at the minute it's in isolation. I I don't really cope well um without all the, the social interaction. So to kill an hour or so with you boys has been absolutely fantastic. So thanks, fellas. Oh, that's awesome. No, we've you. enjoyed it a great deal as well. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. And we look forward to no our... Worries. And I look forward to to this, um, well, what can we call it, these, these mini challenges we have coming up. And to be fair, we can do all all three of them within a metre and a half. So bring it on. That's right. Yeah. And they can almost just... We could just make a day's activities and just knock them all off in the same time. <laughs> yeah. Right. Absolutely. So Courtney versus... Courtney, I couldn't say Courtney. That sounds very formal. So Courtney versus, <laughs> versus the lad. Best, yep. the, best of three. Yeah, okay. we'll take that. Right. We'll take those odds. Yeah, I like that's, uh, that's good. You're on. All right. We you're will on. most certainly be in touch then. Keep up the training, the goal kicking. We look forward to seeing you back on the field when you're allowed. All the best. Good on you, fellas. Thanks, Pete, Dave. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Righto. Catch
Welcome back, guys. That was our chat with Courtney Hill. Uh, fantastic chat, fantastic uh, athlete, you would say, and certainly a fantastically entertaining person to speak to as well, which really helped. Um, digging this song as well. This has been a real, probably not the MVP, but it certainly contributed to me getting my first votes, you'd have to say. Yeah, well, I, I don't know about that, but uh, it is it is one good you thing. You wouldn't have to say. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, but yeah, Courtney was great to talk to. Great chick. And I think we probably started a bit too serious with the way we were talking to her because she, she did have that laid back attitude there and uh, mm. probably should have called her Corker a bit more often instead of Courtney, but uh, yeah, made yeah, her feel a bit more right. welcome. Didn't roll off the tongue, Courtney. She didn't seem to appreciate it as much, but Corker, yeah. what a name. Outstanding. Uh, also, we've probably all got ourselves into a little bit of strife in terms of the challenges that we need to do against her in the coming months before she goes home. Yeah, I'm in massive strife. <laughs> what are you doing? I, I'm not playing tennis. You're playing yeah, tennis, yeah. Which I can't you, do. So. We've got, we got some work to do. We've got some work yeah, to do, that's for right. sure. We certainly do. Uh, guys, we thank you so much for listening. Uh, there's a variety of ways that you can get in touch with us, uh, but we might start by saying uh, wherever you choose to listen to your podcast, uh, we'd love to hear from you there. And has you have a bit of an idea running at the moment that you'd like to give some information on? Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll go through all of our platforms where you can listen and wherever you listen. Make sure you give us a review and, and a rating. A five-star rating would be great. Thank you. And uh, all of the best comments and reviews that go with a five-star rating, we will be reading out on the next podcast episode. So uh, so get your, get your banter in there. Mm. Spray us a bit. Give us a five-star review. And then <laughs> <laughs> that's and right. We had a very good one that we'll read out next time too. Uh, that's been fantastic. Uh, obviously, another reminder that the Tote 11 nominations, you can get in on the website. I just had a great one there uh, uh, that involved... Um, um, a Greece outfit, as in John Travolta, Olivia Newton-John type of Greece, okay. which uh, which would be quite an interesting one to play on the next podcast. So keep getting those in for us. Uh, and Mitch, where can people find us in terms of obviously listening, but then social media as well? Uh, well, on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all that sort of stuff. Um, and if you struggle to find those websites, because I'm sure they don't have much traffic by themselves, but you can always come to our website. We've got thechocolates.com.au and you'll find all the links there. Outstanding. That's Beauty. exactly right. Yeah. Make sure uh, as we finish this, I'm going to go on my super coach team and make the changes. So oh, make sure you make yeah. your changes. Oh, Talking yeah. about rugby league tonight. So, uh, team sure is Tuesdays, make, aren't it? It is. So make sure you make your changes there. And uh, if you're in our league, then, then good luck. Mm. Good luck, but not too good a luck, as they say, because we want to win. <laughs> uh, are we ahead? Of, we're actually ahead of Haz as well at the moment, so we're going to keep that going. Skin. I'm close to last. So <laughs> it's not hard. Yeah, we've got a couple of tries to make. Selection meeting after this. Thanks, Skin. Uh, that'll be perfect. And there was one more thing that I had to let you know. Oh, yeah. I was sick of lying to you about saying, listen to us wherever you get your podcasts, um, when we were probably only on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So I rectified that, and you can literally find us actually wherever you get your podcast now. That might be Stitcher, Google Podcasts, anywhere that you can think of, we're there, guaranteed. Um, so enjoy. Listen to this one. Listen to a couple that you've missed from previously uh, because they're all belters. Couple of special ones, isn't there? Has yeah. Well, people are going to be driving to work a bit more now, so that's what you can do in your car rides. Now you're driving back to work if, if you're not working yeah. from home anymore. Mm. If you want, you can even wind back and listen to the Sam Hazlitt debut episode. Oh, how about that? I believe it was episode seven. If my memory serves yeah, me correctly. I think you're right. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Good. So how's you on fire too? Time. Look how mm. far you've come, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Exactly. You were very strong on debut. Uh, MVP, you'd have to say, goes to Courtney. Um, Correct. Skinner. You were poor for mine. 
in terms oh. of uh, which would have tried to get a full vodcast out for people, but you went missing in action for 20 minutes and we don't have any footage for it. Oh, I don't think it was 20, but yeah, there's a little, little segment in there we've got no camera work for, so we'll stick to the highlight videos this week. I think, you're, right. I think you're just jealous that Skin's got two uh, best on ground <laughs> yeah, awards and you've got streaking away. I've got the lead, so I'm, I'm, I'll cop that on the chin. This has been my best time on the buttons, I would suggest. And has you've been flawless, but you also had pikelets for dinner, so yeah. you're struggling to get on the MVP board, I'm afraid. So it probably goes to Courtney. Excellent. Uh, guys, that's all we've got time for. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back with you next week. Uh, good luck in the future. Insert us into the ears. Thank you very much. Uh, and as we've already talked about, stay in touch with us. We certainly love talking to you. We love talking about you, and we will see you next week. See you, everyone. Bye. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.